Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. I'm going to talk about something that might piss a few people off. So, if I do, uh, well, I'm not apologizing. Look, folks, some of you ladies are out there touting about how celibate you are, touting about how you don't need a man, I'm not talking about these uh, younger women. I'm talking about these women in their 50s and 60s. Now, these are the women that are the holdovers from the 1990s that had the child said they didn't need a man back then. Read the kids, and now the kids are gone. And so they're trying to go through that cycle of youth again. In other words, this is their mulligan. This is their do-over. They thought it was going to be all peaches and cream by having the children back in the day. And now those children are grown and gone. And now what mama wants to do is to get her groove on. The sad thing is some of these women are misguided. I'm going to read you an email from Lillian, Gary, Indiana. I was one of those independent women from the 1990s. Thought I had it going on. I was 30 years old. I didn't want the man. My career was more important. Yes, I had the child, had the career, and no man. I made good money. I gave my child couture, gave her the best schools, really did it up for her. I decided to have another child. This time around, I was going to make sure that I had corrected some of the mistakes my second child over my first. They're one year apart. Now that they're grown and gone, my daughter asked me yesterday, why did I never settle down with a man? I told her I was too busy rearing the two of them. And that's when she really laid into me and said, Mom, You didn't set a good example for me. My daughter and I are not speaking now. This was my youngest daughter. My oldest daughter hasn't spoken to me in about three or four months. She refuses to take my calls. She's unfriended me from Facebook. And I don't quite understand why. I did everything in the world for them. And they treat me like this. Maybe I shouldn't have had them in the first place. 
Oh, that thought has crossed my mind many times. But now I'm in my mid-50s, and I guess I could still be with the younger man. An older man is beneath me. Lillian, Gary, Indiana. Now, she drank the Kool-Aid from the 90s. That's all she did. That is all she did. What she doesn't get is her daughters are resentful for the fact that they didn't have a father in the house. And they're like, okay, well, we grew up, but where is the man? Where is dad? But I'm willing to bet you, and I don't know this, I'm just speculating now. I'm willing to bet you, though, that there's a good possibility that she's talked bad about those kids' fathers and they were probably able to find them and got another side of the story. And sadly, a lot of women go down this route. A lot of women drank the Kool-Aid in the 90s. You don't know how many women right now that I know of who had children back then, single moms, and now the kids are grown and gone, and they thought they were going to get their groove on. And guess what they're doing? Pissed off because they're stuck babysitting. Pissed off because they have grandkids, in some cases great-grandkids. And they're sitting at home wanting to go out there and shake a leg or two. What has happened is this, and there's a resentment from some women about this. They had the child, they had to devote all that time to the child, and now they have time for themselves, but it's encumbered. Even though they love their grandkids and great-grands, they want to get out there to catch up on those years they missed out on. And many times, people don't tell them it's too late. They don't have the heart to tell them. And they go fall in love with some young Romeo. Oh, he does them up. She thinks that, hey, this could work out. This could be long-term. Until she finds out the reality. Ladies, I tell you one thing you don't want to hear from a younger man. You're too old. See, older men get that from younger women more often than you think. Even though we say it looks good in society and all that, to see an older man with a younger woman, people say that. But yet, they'll point the finger at you as an older woman with a younger man. But see, he's under pressure to be with someone in his peer group. And there's very few relationships that actually endure where it's a December-May relationship. 
It's a tough one. And what I would tell you young ladies in your teens and 20s, get your career, your travel, your life, do all of those things in your youth before you talk about settling down to have a family. Get your career together. Don't go out there and just arbitrarily have a child just because you have issues pertaining to abandonment or something like that. If you do, go to a counselor and talk about it before you act on it. It's going to benefit you greatly. You'll see in the future. There was a lot of women talking about having children back then. They didn't need a man. I saw a lot of men get disrespected and dissed by women because they didn't have children, because they weren't ready for a family. And the only thing it did was, in many cases, yielded more women to have more children without the man present. A lot of these ladies have learned a lesson. Because as you go, you can scroll through Facebook. All these single women. Oh, I'm available. I live in Charlotte. I'm this, I'm that. I'm a fine looking 55 year old woman looking for a good man. But yet, these are the same people that wouldn't go on to a dating site because they probably would think that that would be desperate. No, you got it backwards. Social media is desperate. A lot of people spend some of the prime years of their lives struggling when they should be living. Usually struggling in the beginning and at the end. One, you're trying to struggle to establish yourself from 18 on up to about 35 or 30, about 35 or so. And then you struggle when you retire, 65 or so. So you know that interim, that 30 year period in between there? That's your serious time. To make yourself comfortable for the future. That initial stage where you're struggling, up to 35, you really need to spend that time wisely. Pursuing some of your ambitions, some of your goals. And let me tell you something else. If you're chasing a dream, please ask yourself for a moment, why in the hell is the dream running away from my ass? Why am not I'm able to catch that dream? Is it contingent on someone else? You gotta ask yourself these things. Because sometimes you guys will be going in circles, chasing things that will lead to nowhere. But it all starts with you, how you accept yourself, how you love yourself, the happiness you find within you, 
And that happiness you find within you, you want to share with others. Now, you know the sun It's about, I forgot how many, how much distance away from us, but I know 186,000 miles per hour is the speed of light. And it takes eight minutes for light from the sun to hit earth. So everything you see, there's an eight minute delay as far as the light. From the moon, you're talking about three minutes. Moonlight. And what this means is that that radiance that you have within you by the time you convey it onto someone else that you may like and that may like you, there's a delay. It takes a minute for them to start appreciating you. Sometimes we want it instantly. It doesn't work that way all the time. Sometimes it takes a little bit of the person loosening up and getting used to you a bit. And then when they're comfortable with you, they will share more things with you. And what that means and where I'm going with this is a lot of you older ladies that have gone through the cycle I'm talking about and now you're at a point where you're single again without any kids in the house or you might have a daughter or son or two still living with you. And you're at a point where you're still on that quest for happiness. And you go out and you share that happiness with a younger man. And you may not get the radiance back from him. But yet you're going to make it work. You're going to force it. Don't do that. You don't have to. The time when you could have gotten what you wanted was when you were younger. This is what men do. Because, see, society as a whole does not appreciate aging. And on dating apps, you will face ageism. Men face it all the time. I had a woman that was 65 years old. Her ass was older than me and told me that I was too old for her. She wanted somebody in her 30s. But see, a lot of this has to do with fatigue. There are some women out there that have been with men that were not good for them but they stayed in a relationship. And now that they've gotten out of it, they're like, you know what? I devoted too much of my life to that shit. I am not gonna get serious with anyone else. 
and they don't want to face it. And they'll try to dress it up like, well, you know, I'm independent, I'm free, and, you know, I'm happy with myself, I'm, I love myself. You damn straight you have to love yourself. Because the person you were with in that marriage or relationship all those years never loved you. Which meant that you probably never loved yourself because you were in it and you allowed him to bring you down to that level where it fostered self-doubt, where you were gaslighted, where you couldn't do nothing right, where you always felt as though you were trying to measure up. And the problem for a lot of women at this point in their lives they're afraid of making another mistake like that. They don't think they can live through it again. So it's not uncommon for a lot of these ladies to go into casual dating mode. Nothing serious, we just go out whenever. I'm not committed to anyone. And of course, they're gonna mess around with the young guy, Trey. Nothing's wrong with that. Because I'm gonna tell you, as a younger man back in the day, I used to love it when older women would hit on me. I didn't quite, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't quite was so proud of it. I wasn't that proud of it, but I accepted it. And I'm going to tell you something else. A younger person will always think about. If you're the older person, whether you're a woman or a man, they look at it from standpoint you need me more than I need you. Because they realize they have the weight of youth at their advantage. And at any point, that's their card to exit that situation. You see, a lot of these older women do not want to get serious about a younger man because they know damn well they're going to outstay their welcome. They don't want to get their hearts broken by somebody young. I remember women used to tell me, no, you're younger than my son, and yet we still wind up fucking. You're my son's age, still wind up fucking. You're only a year older than my daughter, still wind up fucking. Because what that is, they're clacking their heels together to say, I got to wake up. This, 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 I can't do. I can't do. It's the warning lights going off, the red flag coming up. Wait a minute. I'm going too far. Her moral consciousness is kicking in. However, on the flip side of that, her desires are overwhelming. Especially if she's been in a marriage where they didn't have sex in a good portion of it, or intimacy. Because see, it's not too much that these women can ask out of these younger men. Many of them are still on that career path up. Very few of them are in a position where that woman can look up to him and say, oh, well, you know what? He's got himself positioned in a good place financially. Uh-uh. 
So a lot of these older women already know. But some of them don't know when to sit down. Just like some old men don't know when to sit down. If you didn't go to the prom years ago, and now all of a sudden you want to go out to these dances where you're wearing an evening dress and all of this other stuff, you might find somebody want to go ballroom dancing with you. I know that's one damn thing I'll never do again. Dancing with the stars. <laughs> and I'm not putting myself better than anyone else. Ladies, to tell you the truth, most men hate dancing. We do that because that's what you want us to do with you. The truth is, most of us hate it. We don't like your damn pets either. We played a role. A little fluffy, maybe cock blocking. Now, I'm not speaking for all men, but the majority of men, you know, they don't want to do no damn dogs, cats, that kind of thing. I won't tell you that. We keep all of that under the veil. And the reason why we have to do that is because we know that we would not be popular with you if we did. We already know you lie to us in many ways. Because the first thing you're looking at us, there's something you want to change about us. Something you want to modify. We're different. But not that much. More in a moment. Now, let's face a couple of realities here. A lot of you ladies have written in about how you dislike men in your age group. Some of you written in about people in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s even. About how these guys are old, they dressed old, they, they're sick, they're broke down, etc., etc. Looking for the younger men. I'm just going to tell you this. It depends on your relationship and how you guys structure it. A lot of women will go for a very young man, just like men go for very young women, in order to try to mold them in the shape they would like for them to be in or develop in. They feel as though they can have a hand in their development. Well, that may work to a certain point. As I told you, when the girl feels as though her man has now turned into granddad or dad with the way he is treating her, or he's jealous, always accusing her of things, 
wanting to watch black and white westerns and that kind of thing on a Sunday. He doesn't realize that she is going to outgrow him very quickly. Unless she can literally slow herself down in order to match his pace. And this is very hard for young people to do. I had that problem with some of the older women I dated. They wanted to listen to Frank Sinatra. Hell, I thought he couldn't sing without, if it wasn't for Count Basie, he'd be fucked. I can say that now because most of the mob guys are gone. Couldn't say that shit a few years ago. But let's face it, a lot of women, they like ballroom dancing. First time I ever did that shit was with a 42-year-old woman. Now, that was part of her life. And what I used to always hear, oh, you young folks don't know anything about this. You young folks are this. You young folks are that. You guys are in this gangster rap, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, um... I listened to very little rap back then when it was really popular. I listened to David Arkenstone. I listened to Diane Arkenstone. I listened to Ronnie Laws. I listened to Stanley Clark. I listened to people like Keiko Matsui, Tangerine Dream, Kitaro, Deep Forest, Planet. So even when I played my music, from that era. Oh, well that stuff sounds like elevated music. You don't know what real music is. When she goes and pulls out an LP, and she's playing Al Green, Let's Stay Together, or something like that, which I don't have a problem with. Growing up in Mississippi, that's all you heard. But what it came down to, folks, that generational gap, it was there. And guess what happened? As we got more into the relationship, it widened. And we realized the only thing we really had in common was sex. We'd have conversations where she would have something that she would say out of tradition that was kind of folklorian, not true. And then when I would give her the facts on it, then we had conflict. Just like some of you younger people now who are approached by older people who are trying to date you, both men and women. And this is the clash that we're having now in our society. Science versus pseudoscience. It's interesting how 
sometimes people try to make things work when they may not work to the fullest capacity that they would like. And sometimes you got to look at it. If you're going to participate with that person in a relationship, this is all you get. You're not going to get the full 100% from that person or everything you want out of that person. They may not have the capacity for that or they may not have the desire. I know we look for a perfect match, interests, hobbies, everything, enthusiasm. We hope we could find all of those things and check all of those boxes and say, oh, we are a perfect match. Won't happen. There are going to be certain differences you're going to have and there will be compromises you have to make. And this is one reason why older people sometimes get with younger people, especially very young people in their 20s when they're in their 60s or 50s. Because in that way, they have more control. They can set the rules and the parameters of the relationship. And it's going to take a while for that younger person to figure it out. And by that time, they're looking at that person will probably comport themselves to where they are or where they want them to be. And there's another factor that's involved in this. And that is, in many ways, that older person's hoping that this person will have enough equity with them as far as time with them in a relationship and get a little bit older and then feel as though, hey, it's not even worth me going to my peers. I'll just stay with you. They abide at that time. But most of them already know. They want the companionship. They don't want to be alone. They want someone they can be intimate with without any kind of strings attached. That's the reason why the majority of those relationships wind up in the casual sex category. Very few women want to get married in their 50s, 55, 60, and so forth. Now, there are two categories of women specifically that do not want to get married in that age range. Those who have gone through long, traumatic relationships and marriages, and those who have been by themselves, and they don't want any more knocks and bruises in the relationship as far as their heart. The reason why men go back into relationships and want marriage and all of that as they get older is because they get out of relationships when they're bad early. You'll find a lot of women still hanging on, still trying to make it work. And he's already exited the building. He doesn't see any benefit staying in that relationship. So he may start out with another woman and just end it off. Because, and the reason for this, ladies, a lot of you take it on your shoulder like it's, damn, it's something I didn't do. No. It could be that he's outgrown you or you have outgrown him because women leave men too. Now, when it comes to divorce, it's not uncommon for women to leave men before men will leave women. 
But what you'll find is a lot of women will go and get some sort of downtime after they do get the divorce before they go into another relationship. Usually. There are some that will go and lay the framework for them to exit the relationship so they could have someone else to go to. But rare. Usually it's the opposite way. And it also depends on your age. Because if you're in your 20s, sometimes you might say, well, you know, I'm being treated like crap in this marriage or this relationship. And this guy at work is treating me nicer. Let me go and spend more time with him. Then I'll break up with the other guy or divorce him and get with this guy. As you get older, you become wiser. And you say, why should I just go into another situation? Let me work on me first. See, that's the reason why I admire the women who are out there on the dating scene and they tell me right off the bat if they're in their 40s or whatever. After my relationship, after my breakup, I worked on me. I got me back. When I hear that, I respect that. Because what they did, they realized that was a portion of them that they left and they didn't want to drag that forward in their lives, the negative things, because they wanted to be happy in the future. They didn't want to drag all of that negative stuff. Yes, the lessons they're taking with them, but they didn't want to bring in those sentiments that really were unwarranted. A lot of you ladies carry unwarranted guilt and baggage. Things that you don't need to carry forward. You carry it for decade after decade after decade. You deny yourself things and don't realize that that man that broke your heart years ago still has control of you even though you're no longer with him. He's probably married, got kids, and moved off somewhere else, and you're still stuck there with that anger and that guilt and that grief. In some cases, hoping to see him again so you can give him a piece of your mind. You got to learn how to let go. That's the reason why if you need therapy, you need to go. Get it. Don't be ashamed. Don't look at the stigma. You've already seen what it's like with people who need it and don't get it, don't go there. Who could get what they need in order to help them along? There are people that write this show sometimes, and I tell them straight up, um, I'm not going to read your email. Why don't you forward this to a licensed professional therapist in your region? A counselor is too heavy for this show. That's only fair to them. That's only doing right by them so they can get the best option to get the help, to get the care they need. Because there are people out there that actually need help. And sometimes they get into a relationship and think that is therapy. And it's not. If you've already gone through traumatic relationships with someone in the past where you were trembling as soon as the door opened when you were living with them and you were afraid the first words out of that person's mouth when they came home was something that was going to start an argument 
and you're walking on eggshells. Nervous. That affects so many aspects of your being. And as I always tell you, you want to avoid the black hole of depression. And depression is not something that you might feel bad today and be okay tomorrow. It's more of a prolonged thing. And you don't want to get into that. That's when you start really delineating. And it's not worth it if you can help prevent it. You don't need to go there. And there are some people that will drive you to that arena, whether it's a male or a female. Ladies, some of you that have been talking about how your husband ain't shit, how your boyfriend ain't shit, and you're always, and it's always negative, nothing ever comes out that they've done something right or something positive. He may be going down that spiral and you not even know it. Going silent. Showing up late at his job on a consistent basis. Sometimes not even coming in. Getting into alcohol. Not bathing. Not even washing the car, cleaning up. You'll notice a breach in his pattern. It's not going to be something where this person started keeping them, they were keeping themselves up, then all of a sudden they let everything go to pot. We all have our ups and downs emotionally, where maybe something didn't go our way. Yeah, okay, all right. And then we might feel down for a minute. But we get back up, but it's not sustained. See, when you lose your optimism, that's where the problems start. Your optimism is your sun when it comes to light. I'm talking about the one in the sky that gives us light every eight minutes. Because the speed of light is at 186,000 uh, miles per hour is the speed of light. So it's eight minutes from the sun, three minutes from the moon. These things we have to think about. Because as you get older it's going to be more difficult for you to manage certain things in your life. I'm talking about just life itself. Not to mention relationships. Because see, what you have to remember, like for instance, if you're in your 40s and up, you're dealing with someone who already usually has already experienced some things, whether it was traumatic, good, whatever. And you have gone through your things as well. And you're trying to see the nexus, the things that will bring you together. When you're younger, it's a little bit easier because you don't really have that breadth of experience with each other. And you haven't spent that much time in one specific relationship, usually. A lot of women get burned out starting out too early in these long-ass relationships where you get married at 17 or start living with the guy at 17, you have a whole bunch of babies and grandbabies with him, and now you're 57, 
and you guys have broken up. And now you realize that you've been in this vacuum for all of those years, for 40 years. And many of you don't want to think about it. Of course, you immerse yourself in your grandkids, into going to the senior center, or lawn bowling, travel, whatever, any kind of diversion. But for some of you, you think about it and say, damn, when did I first start not feeling comfortable in this relationship or marriage? Oh, that was 20 years ago. Well, why did I stay another 20? Because it was probably something that benefited you in that next 20 years that you saw in the first. Sometimes people don't like saying that. Let me tell you another thing that will sink your battleship. Some of you ladies will go and get into these relationships with guys. You already know it's not going to probably work, but you like him, you love him, you want it to work. And you make excuses in order to crop up his side of the lack of enthusiasm for the relationship, his lack of cooperation and communication in it. You're overcompensating for him. And now you're carrying his weight going forward and it's wearing you out. And you can only be with this guy for three years. But that weight of carrying that relationship has put about 10 years of wear on you. And you were only with this guy for three. It's the magnitude of what you have to take on. Try to talk it out first. If it can't be resolved, talking it out. Try counseling. If counseling doesn't work, then you got to look for some sort of amicable breakup. Those are the three steps. Here is the problem for many of you. You run into the same cycle. You get mad with each other. You like each other. You get mad with each other. You break up. You come back together. You get mad. You come back together. You do that whole cycle over and over and over again. Well, one of you are going to get dizzy or tired of doing it. And then eventually it's going to get old. And somebody's not going to show up for the next argument or the next makeup. Because eventually it will happen. The way I look at life is like this. There's a finish line called death. There's a starting gate called birth. The time, the clock starts when I was born. So whatever I needed to do has to be between those two points. Now, if I have 61 years, which I'm 61 years old, Now, true enough, you don't know how long you're going to live. But what I'm saying is, you could put forward whatever is most important to you first. So, take for instance, you were in a race. 
you're running. The clock is going down and you're watching the clock. Are you going to spend your time looking over to see how fast that person's going to the left or to the right of you? Or are you just going to focus on where you want to get to at the end of the finish line? You're probably going to look forward because you know if you look to the left or to the right, there are going to be distractions. Those distractions are the things sometimes that will hold you back in life. Keeping up with the Joneses, trying to appease someone that's ungrateful, staying in relationships that are dead, DOA. And your clock is still ticking. Nobody cares about you wasting your time. Let me get that out there. So when you tell somebody in a relationship, well, I don't want to waste my time. Are we going to be together or not? Here's the thing. It's not even about that because the time's going to pass whether you it's your time or anybody else's. The earth and everything else don't give a shit about your time. So you might need to look at it from this perspective. Can we work this out? What are we going to do to improve the situation that we're in? What are the steps? What are the expectations? What are the milestones? What are the modifications afterwards? And what kind of follow-up are we doing afterwards? These are things you need to ask yourselves so that you will know progressively where you're going. If there are impasses or things you have to work out. Conflict resolution is going to be very important in your relationship. Where you guys can sit down and talk about things, differences and so forth, like adults. And not the yelling and the fighting and the cursing. Because I'm telling you, eventually one of you is going to say something you can't take back. No matter how you try to beg, plead, forgive and everything else. And that person that you hurt that badly, let me tell you something. That's not going to go away. Because see, that level of betrayal is going to remain with them. And even though they say they forgive you, they have Okay? So, you don't want that to take place. You want to have it where you watch what you say. Consideration, communication equals respect. You don't want to bring anything in that's been resolved already and try to open it up because you still want to fight that battle since you're losing the one that you have with your partner. It's not worth it. More in a moment, folks. So, if we look at it, the horrible trade-off, let's face it, what is it? Older man going for younger women for sex, the, old, the younger woman going to the older man for money. Older woman going for the younger man for sex, romance, and where she can groom him to treat her like the lady that she should be treated like that maybe she didn't get in a 
past marriage or relationship to romanticize, to be back with this younger man when she's older, to feel as though she's reinvigorated with her youth. Let me catch up on all those years I missed. The only thing, ladies, you have to realize is that it may be short-lived, very short-lived. Same thing for you older men, but you already know this. And some people use relationships for incubators. They go on a dating site, they meet a person, and they're dating that person because they have feelings, but they're looking to casually date someone, maybe to get their needs met, someone that they don't really have to worry about measuring up to, they don't have to measure up to their standards, the guy doesn't have to measure up to theirs, they're not putting up that high bar. So they have no intentions of being with this person in a relationship permanently. It's just casual. And when they've started to get serious about someone else, it's time to close the picnic table and say, you know, say la vie, we go our separate ways. Now, the reason why some people do this, and I've seen this done plenty of times. Take for instance, they'll go on plenty of fish and say they want somebody for casual dating. They go do so. There may be a guy on Bumble that the woman wants. She's waiting to hear from him. Well, they're chit-chatting and everything, but she's taking a long walk with the guy on Bumble. May go to dinner with him, but she doesn't have a commitment from the guy from Plenty of Fish. It's more or less a hi, bye, thank you, ma'am, whatever situation. Over with the guy on Bumble, she's taking her time to look for a relationship with him, possibly. And she might go, as I said, to dinner, movie, something like that. But he's getting the VIP treatment. She doesn't have to worry about sleeping with him too soon. She's taking her time. All of the things she did with the Plenty of Fish guys in this example, she's doing because this right here is her. Her needs are being satisfied. His needs are being satisfied. So it's a consensual situation and it's not something, no strings attached, no holes barred. They're going for it. Now, when she's ready to turn the corner with this guy on Bumble, she'll go and tell the guy on Plenty of Fish, hey, you know, it was nice, but um, I found someone. And so she goes on. Now, what some women hate to do is the monkey branch. And I've talked about this before. That means that they've gone forward for this new guy and oh, things are not working out. He might have lied to her about something. It could very well be, it could be status or whatever, marital status. It could be living arrangements. It could be a job. It could be anything. And she's not cool with it. So she may want a monkey branch to the guy that she was having a casual situation with. And many women have the assumption that Oh, the man's going to be available no matter what, because I'm a woman. I have what men like. So therefore, I'm sure whoever he's with, we've already slept together. We already know how we do things. So it's a good possibility. I have a better shot at going back 
than he has going forward with the woman he's with. Some women actually believe that. And so, with that, she may try the monkey branch back. A lot of women don't, though. Personal pride. They'll go out and find a new casual situation. Let me tell you something, fellas, too, about ladies as well. If a woman does not want to sleep with you, she's going to tell you that she has been celibate for God knows how long. She does that to get your attention, your non-sexual attention. She is trying to see if you're going to take the bait. Trust me, if she is into a man, she is going to have sex with him. She's trying to get you to chase her, trying to get you to follow her. Now, as I said, this show is not about vilifying women. It's geared towards women to help them. Because, ladies, let me tell you something. This audience for this show on Spotify is what? I think 60% women. And on other platforms, it's even higher. And I appreciate that. Because here's the thing. A lot of people do not address the fact that when you come out of relationships, because a lot of you stay in because of kids, because you really love the guy, because he was your first, there are a lot of emotional things that go on that will keep you there. The differences between us is that men are a little bit more direct and logical. Not that you're inferior by any stretch, because you use logic as well, ladies. But here's the difference between us. We expect to get rejected. When something fails, we don't try to make it work. If a relationship fails, we will try to a certain extent. But if it's not working, we're not gonna sit there and give our all for the most part. Now, there are some men who will. And those men who will do this are some of the men that you ladies are trying to get away from. Just like some of the women as men try to get away from. The very needy type. Because you know it's not going to work. Being overly committed is also not a healthy thing or a good thing. Because you could be committed to a fault. Loyal to a fault. You've got to have those standards and values that you went into the relationship with intact. The only thing that should actually change from time to time are the boundaries. 
Your standards include your personal respect, your preferences. Those are representative of you, your upbringing, your influences. Those shouldn't change. But when you throw out the baby with the bathwater, your values, your standards, and then you just take your boundaries and say to hell with them, you got a problem. Your boundaries help protect you. And you need to utilize them to your best ability. Yes, yeah, okay, you meet a new guy, and take for instance these younger ladies and you're older. And you're not used to dating a younger man. The first thing you need to do as that woman dating a younger man, establish your boundaries. Especially if he's been a young man that slept with other older women or dated other older women like yourself, and this may be your first time with him. The reason why I say this in particular is because a lot of these younger men have also dated a lot of younger women, and there's a lot more, um, how could I best say it, breaching of the boundaries with younger people than it is with someone that's a little bit more mature and more structured. And you may have to do that. And I know a lot of you ladies are saying, I don't want to deal with training no little boy or no young man. Well, the only problem is for a lot of you, you may say that, but guess what you don't do? You don't follow through with that. Many of you wind up dating these younger men. Nothing's wrong with it. Don't feel bad. You shouldn't feel guilty. But the one thing that I want you to be aware of is that it usually has a time horizon with it. In other words, don't get your heart too involved. If I dated a woman in her 20s right now, the first thing I would tell her, and I'm 61, you more than likely will have about three more relationships after me. I'll be dead and gone. You'll still be here, getting married. Or getting in relationships. And you'll be like, oh, don't say that. Well, it's true. It's true. My dad was 40 years older than my mother. He was born in 1897, my mother was born in 1940, I was born in 1962. So both she and I had a short window when it came to my father's life. A very short window. So during that time we had to get as much love from him as possible much knowledge and wisdom we possibly could during that period of time. Before he passed away. I think he passed away in 83. And he was so happy because his son was in the Marine Corps. 
wanted me to go to college. He was so upset that I didn't go to college right out of, right out of high school. I said, no, I'm gonna join the Marines. I'm going to college. I made him that promise and I went on and did it later on in life. But here's the thing. When you're dealing with situations like that, mortality is a reality. And as I told you plenty of times over, I didn't want to be one of those old people in the South talking about, oh, I can't wait to meet my maker. I'm like, the hell with you. I'm trying to postpone this shit as long as possible. Go to a funeral. Oh, didn't he look nice? No, he looked dead in the motherfucker. I don't want to be like him. Oh, the funeral was beautiful. No, it wasn't. The pageantry of the funeral was beautiful. Ask him in the casket if it's beautiful. Well, that's right, he can't speak for himself. Nothing beautiful about a damn funeral. The people who are living are the ones celebrating, having the dinners, enjoying the flowers, taking the pictures. Having the good lies told about them by these people. Oh, he was an honorable man. Then you have somebody in the background. No, he wasn't shit. He owed me 20 bucks. Ain't about right. I never forget one of my friends passed away years ago. Went to her funeral. They were there eulogizing her. They wanted me to, I said, no, I said everything I needed to say to her while she was alive. Nothing for me to go up there and on a podium and try to grandstand in front of everybody and say. Everything I needed to tell her, I told her in person while she was alive and could hear it. So I have no guilt. And one of the ladies got to oh, she was a wonderful church member. That whole row that I was sat on, we looked at each other. And you don't know how bad we wanted to say bullshit. That woman's been to church one time in her life that I can remember. But they build you up. They big you up during that time. Some of it, they want to be seen by everybody else to get the attention. And there are some grieving people that really miss their family, like her daughters and their kids. They really missed her, you know, and I, I felt for them. I never forget her oldest daughter told me, she said, they really big mom up because mom was no saint. I didn't say a word. Because before, before they were born, <laughs> Woo, let me tell you. Yeah, she was a piece of work. But here's the thing. A lot of times we don't like just being honest and telling the truth about people. About ourselves. That's the reason why I tell you folks. You bet someone those four questions, categories, who are you, 
What's your purpose? What are your strengths and weaknesses? And what are your intentions? And you can ask them in any sort of form or way, roundabout way, in order to fill them out and see what they're about. Those are vital. Now, what's up for in a moment? Now, one thing that I want to uh, stress to you older guys that may be dealing with women in your age group, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. One thing to keep in mind, you're going to run across some women who have stayed at the party too long. In other words, they've allowed their beauty to carry them for so many years. They allow, you know, the essence of them probably sleeping with a man to carry them for so many years. And then you're going to run across those women that really work their asses off. And they've made peace with themselves. In the sense that they want to meet someone nice. But what they're not coming to you with is this Pollyanna mindset. That, you know... You got to roll out the red carpet and be that man for me on the night and shining arm. You want that woman that's over that phase of her life. Because there are some that never had that. And they've always kind of played around as the social butterfly. And now that they're getting older, they don't have the audience they used to have. They're not attracting the people they used to. And so they're now getting serious. And the problem with this, fellas, is that they may want you to break the bank for them. You really have to think about this. I had a friend of mine. His wife. Took care, he took care of his wife. His wife didn't even know. Let me tell you something. He took care of things so well, his wife didn't even know how to put gas in the car. No exaggeration. She really didn't. He did everything from fill up the car to have a car washed. She didn't know how to pay. Not the first bill. Didn't even, barely knew how to write checks. Because he did everything for her. When he passed away, she was lost. Totally lost. Didn't even know who to pay the mortgage to. Because she had depended on him so much to take care of all of that stuff. She never worked a day in her life. She went straight from his house when she was a teenager, like 16, and she had been with him all those years. Had children with him and everything. And the children had to fly out from New York and New Jersey to help her.
and sadly she felt useless without him. And she told me, she said, the reason why I could never date again, she said I had a damn good husband. And I said, yeah, you know, old boy was really cool friend. And she said, but I wouldn't be any good to any other man because I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I, I don't know how to do things. It was sad. Even when I would call her when we, when we got cell phones, she'd hang up on me like 50 times before she could actually answer. I couldn't criticize her for that. Because she never had the opportunity to really be herself, to really challenge herself. She had someone there to coddle her and do it for her. And fellas, you will run across women like this. And she's dressed to the nines all the time. Never wore anything less than couture. Carl was always detailed and fine. Everything was taken care of. He carried a whole bunch of life insurance. Make sure she was covered. So if something were to happen to him, which it did, unfortunately, he fell dead on the factory floor on his job from a heart attack. I know where it was from, though. It was from stress. Working two jobs. He loved her. And the last time I saw him, we were having a beer. I was drinking a Miller Genuine Draft and he was drinking Bud Light. And we were joking because, of course, I'm a Steelers fan. And he was a Green Bay fan. Didn't know that that'd be the last time I'd see him. People. You're going to meet people throughout your lives and especially you guys with these women, some of them will have themselves prepared going forward. Others will not. Others will be a work in progress emotionally, just like some men are. But there, the problem with most of us men is that we don't want to go and admit that we need to work on ourselves. Let that pride and that ego get in the way. I would rather date a woman who is in progress working on herself than to date one that says she doesn't need any help when she does. Now, does this mean every woman needs help? Hell no, it doesn't. Some of you guys come out of these bad relationships, bad marriages, and you're fine. You have a sense of self. Some of you have had good relationships and things didn't work out and you were amicable and you were fine. You didn't have any problems. So I don't want to make it seem like it's a saga where everybody who comes out at a certain age has got a bad experience because that's not true. But what we have to realize too is that you will be exposed, fellas, to different women with different 
stages in their development, even in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s. There'll be somewhere they've been taken care of and sheltered and pampered. So they may not be able to function without you. There will be others that will hold their own. And yet there'll be others that would love to have a companion, they're lonely, they're at peace, they're not complicated to deal with. But one thing that you will find more often than not is a lot of these women do not want to marry again if they've been married. In some cases, if they've never been married, they probably won't, don't want it because of their age. Because the way they look at it, oh, I've been free all this, all this time. No, no, thank you. For this reason, ladies, this is the reason why a lot of these men in that small demographic of 21% that's over the age of 65, I think it was 65 or 60, and that 49% of women in that same age group, this is the reason why a lot of these older men are going overseas, getting with younger women of different cultures and nationalities because they're looking to get married. They're not looking to have kids. But this is one of the demographic breaks we don't talk about. Now, it's not like a mass exodus over there, but this is where some of the men have gone. Hard to quantify it. Another place that these older men have gone are also with these younger single moms. Yeah, those women are making a dent because a lot of them have already gone through the shenanigans with the younger guy that doesn't want to be the responsible father or whatever. And she's coming out of that stupor. And she's like, well, let me just get with someone that's at peace and that's stable. But that's what we all look for, men and women. And there's some of you ladies who made some good decisions in the men that you've chosen and even good decisions in the man that you married. But as you aged, you realized you guys were growing apart. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that your decision-making skills were bad because if they were bad, guess what would have happened? It would have probably not lasted as long. So there were changes that you guys couldn't adapt to in the relationship is what happened. You've outgrown each other. It's good to grow together, but in some aspects, people grow apart. So you can't sit there and kick yourself necessarily like you failed at it or something like that when something like this happens and you guys are amicably walking away from each other. Because here's the thing, take the rest of you, try talking it out, you try working it out, you try counseling, you love each other, you got a friendship, you're civil, but it's just not working and you guys know it and you go your separate ways. 
Well, you can't really count that as a bad relationship. It was one that, true enough, didn't work out. But here's what you got to look at. How did that person make you feel when you left? Did you respect yourself and respect them when that relationship was over with? Believe it or not, if you did that in itself, that's success. We don't look at it that way. We look at the whole relationship as failing. But look what you came out with. We'll call it a draw at best. You came out with your dignity, self-respect, and it didn't taint you in a way where you would never get into another relationship. It didn't make you go negative. So that's a positive for you. And some of you kicked yourselves because you were married like that and maybe you had an amicable divorce. But you look at that as a failure. Not necessarily. Now, if it was a consistent thing of like a string of four or five or three, you'd have to take a look at that. I was reading one article. This woman had been married six times and she's made it a pattern of only dating a man 22 months before she decides to ask them to marry. Now, the men never asked her to marry them. She asked the men. But with that, that meant that more than likely, she was very selective about the men she chose. In other words, they had to be men that were weak enough to go along with that. And when I say that, I'm talking about compliant. You will find people that are like that. They'll look for certain weaknesses in personality in order to get what they want. Now, the other thing that we have to look at is interference. Interference from kids grown kids. Some of you have written in about this particular phenomenon. One lady wrote in, she has a 40-year-old daughter and she's 65. Mama is getting ready to date a 32-year-old man. Daughter is totally against it. Daughter been cock-blocking and everything else. And Mama's like, this is my house, not yours. Some of you ladies have written in about this because this is a problem for some of you. And what you're going to have to realize is that you're going to have to state your identity. Let them know, hey, I put my life on hold for you for, four, for whatever years. And then you got to let them know, hey, I don't mind babysitting. I love my grandkids. But here's the thing I need to tell you. We got to set some standards, rules, and schedules. I'm not going to be available to babysit those grandkids at any time. I have a life. I want to pursue a love interest. I will pursue it. And if that person happens to be younger, no matter what, as long as they're of legal age and I love them and they love me, that's all that matters. 
And out of respect, most parents, most women and most men won't go around the age range of their children. So like, for instance, if she has a, like the lady has a 40 year old daughter, even though she's going for this guy in his thirties, she think he's fair game. But most women would like have a 10 year gap at least 10 years from their kids. So, for instance, being that she's 65 and her daughter's 40, daughter would probably accept her being with a 50-year-old man. Now, question comes up, why do some women not like that arrangement if they have a daughter or someone in that range? It's because you have the threat of that person probably going down line and saying, okay, well, a midpoint between the mom and the daughter, well, yeah, the daughter got kind of a, you know, that kind of thing. She got kind of a nice shape or whatever. So that's one of the reasons why a lot of women would prefer someone around their age group or older sometimes. But usually what you'll find is that younger women will want older men, older women, are now trending towards younger men. Depends on what floats your boat. Because there's some older women that say, oh, don't give me a younger man, I can't do nothing. So I'll go give him some Similac or something like that. Understood. Understood. Now, one last thing I want to leave you guys with is that You never know who you may fall in love with. You may never know the circumstances, when, where, why, or how. And I know some of the things I've said today have been controversial and they might upset you, but the reason why I wanted you to understand what I was talking about here is so that you'll have a better insight on some of the people that you may encounter as you age we're not going to be 20 forever we're not going to be 30 forever and people in their 40s and 50s and 60s 70s they're going to start to realize that they're going to make some changes and they may outgrow their partner as they get older that can happen at any time you may grow apart may take on different interests but here's the thing you got to be happy that's the initial thing with yourself and share that happiness with others that's what's going to carry you through because see once a person feels better being around you the one thing you don't have to worry about so much commitment loyalty those kind of things because they're benefiting from just your very presence because you make them feel better. As I told you before, people benefit from you and there's nothing wrong with that. There are going to be people that benefit that's going to snatch some of the concept off this show and probably use it in their TikTok presentation. But the one thing I want you to understand too is this, folks. You've got to love yourself first. 
You can't allow that optimism, that sun that glows inside of you, you can't allow that to go away or to fade. And the one thing that you want to look for, especially if you're older, you want to look for someone who's still flexible and can compromise. It's going to be very difficult to get along with rigid people in life in general, especially as you age. I want you good folks to take care, and I will speak with you on tomorrow. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.